0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved. like uh, again you you it's it's such a nicely eloquently put way of describing the principle of abundance which is this idea that you live your life knowing th- that everything is cool you have what you want you're like if you you can't so th- this is the, like i have a little bit of a thing when i when i hear like law of attraction and you know like the secret you know like that kind of uh book <laughs> Which which in, is sort of like in part true. You know, you have to give it, give it a little bit of due, but it forgets the. You know, this is something that you hear a lot. But the the main criticism about the secret is that it forgets the hard work part. So it's like you can't you can't just say I I need or I want to be and then a really really difficult thing, and then just wake up the next day and it just happens. Like that's that's not how it works. You can visualize the the end result. And then wake up the next day, living the day one of this path to get there, if that makes sense. But you, but you you don't get to skip the hard work. You have to go through the struggling, the suffering, like you said. Um, and that's definitely like an idea I I completely subscribe to, that you can uh, you can you can change your situation quite quickly actually with just a very quick shift in your perception and your goals and your values. Um, and it's, it's it's also another uh, kind of ancient piece of wisdom is like if the world that's materializing around you doesn't align with your values, then it's time to reevaluate your values, <laughs> not to become bitter and resentful about the world around you. Because anything is actually possible or, you know, within reasons, every, a lot is possible and it's kind of just up to you to, to, to be the one who kind of like forges the path through it um so i definitely i definitely see, i i i can think of many times even similarly the journey that got me to come here to this city to, to berlin in germany it's one that's got like several different stops where i um firstly just came to visit some friends like a really good friend who i'd kept uh, as a as a close friend for a long time through long distance just after after having been to school together and and then that kind of like uh slowly but surely becoming a working relationship as well. And then I, I sort of started to come here more often and other avenues start to open up and then I became like independent and working for myself. Then it, it presented itself as this really excellent comedy scene to, to get into, to start. Um, and all of those things that happened on the way were because I remember having intentions of, this is what I want, this is the uh, end goal I want to achieve. And often the, the more crystallized that end goal is, the better it materializes. And the less crystallized it is, the more messy the journey is. But at some point you sort of, I, I've had these situations where I've kind of just like sat, you know, just in silence, um, in a kind of like reflective moment and just thought like, okay, this is this is what I want, this is what I want to get. And then you, you maybe don't realize it when it's happening, but six months later, you kind of like have another moment and you're just like, wow, it is it, like five out of the six things that I said at the last time I had this moment have happened. So, yeah, I feel like there's something there, man. There's definitely something to it that you we, we seem to have this kind of like symbiotic relationship with our experience. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I. I even found the most basically for people saying, oh, you should visualize your goals. And I thought okay and there are some things I visualized obsessively. Uh, So for me I had this experience in Melbourne in 2014 when my friend invited me to Berlin and I was like okay so I need to save some money. So I went to Melbourne and I got like two jobs at the same time. I worked like 20 hours a day for like 10 weeks or something it was grueling right and i saved like fourteen thousand dollars or something and then i could go traveling but i obsessed over this number in my head obsessive you know i was every day i'd wake up like completely wrecked and destroyed like okay i have to go to work and it was it was really tough because i visualized it and i obsessed over it. it became reality because i was so focused on doing it that i that i i like they, you know obstacles can stop you but it would have to be pretty extreme when you're in that mi- mindset and I find that yeah this visualization thing uh, I think because people say they're like you're telling you know, I don't know the mechanics of it but I have this other theory I watched a um, there's a YouTube channel called Like Stories of Old I don't know if you know of it but okay I can link it to you after the chat but um, it's really good. So there's this, you know the movie Gladiator? Okay, so there's this one review they do of Gladiator, of the philosophy behind it. And, and Maximus is like called the ideal man. He's the, that's his ideal. He's the
0: stoic, the stoic prince, right? The stoic, stoic yeah. man.
1: And he basically, he sacrifices to life with his effort and his consideration for things, and uh, his, he, he loves other people and looks out for them. And he's like a, his loved and respected by his men, and he also takes the same risks as they do. So he sacrifices all of these comforts and safety, and uh, he sacrifices, like, he's, he's a very giving, generous guy. He sacrifices all of these things to existence, and then existence rewards him with the love of his men, the, his, his family and also the love of the emperor who loves him more than he loves his own biological son but that, that's another matter but the point i'm trying to make is that it appears in life that and i've had exactly the same description uh same experience and that's why that video um really resonated with me i've watched it like five times now is that i have had this thing where i didn't know i was doing it but i was sacrificing to life by being willing to take risks being willing to help other people um being open to meeting new people and being open to sharing things and helping people with stuff and if you make these sacrifices to like life or the gods or the universe or society or whatever it is i've always been rewarded when i've done that so you know like these things that happen that can't be just, like, arranged. It's not like when you go to a shop and you say, I'll sacrifice 20 bucks so I can have that shirt. It's not like this. It's like this general sense of just how you behave and um, your outlook on life. And it really appears that it is, if you wanted to look at it, like it's a way of, like, hacking the game or whatever. It appears to be the way. Because my life, it could have gone, if I had not sacrificed and not been doing all the things i was doing if i embraced like the the negativity and the cynicism there was a point when i was 21 when my middle brother said to me he was like you're so angry with life in existence that if you don't change this by the time you're 30 you're going to be either dead or in jail like this is going to destroy you and so i chose to go the other way um <laughs> yeah my brother's definitely the
0: more reasonable of <laughs> and yeah. that must that must have taken a lot of uh, a lot of stones to say that to someone to to their face like yeah. dude what are you doing
1: yeah yeah it's between me and my brother he's always been the um, uh, the more reserved one but but quite brave in his own way and i've always kind of been a bit more reckless and savage but also brave in my own way but yeah he's really he's probably one of the main influences on my life because we, um, we're two years apart so we we help each other through life but so yeah this this appears to be the if you embrace the negative and the oh nothing's going to work out you basically you have this massive vibe and aura around you and then of course it doesn't work out the universe is just like oh, you know you're going to get exactly what you're talking about what you're visualizing Completely,
0: and that I, I I completely agree, man. And like when when you it's 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 also a change of language. Like again, it's a a, a, a re- recurring theme. You have an idea, let's say you you visualize it, you picture it in your head, you speak it, you say what it is, and then you use your use the fact that we have a physical uh, way of manipulating this universe. We can actually get involved and use our hands and build something or code a product or write a comedy set or you know become a musician or learn how to paint wood or I don't know whatever it is that you do Um, and yeah you basically need like all all the levels of it and if one of them is off like if for example uh, with with things in my past like early 20s I was very quick to call myself a novice in whatever it is that I was doing I'd be the first person to be like, you know, uh, in my opinion, you know, like in my humble opinion or uh, like I, I think that, uh, you know, call, call me crazy. But, you know, I still I still do that a fair bit now, but I used to do it with everything. Whereas now there are certain things that um, I've been doing long enough that I could consider myself not a beginner. But I, even at the beginning, I didn't ever say like, oh, I've been doing it for this long, or, uh, you know, as someone who's been ex, you know, the, with the, the the freelance work has kind of like become a, a thing that has taken off and grown legs. Because from day one, and I wrote those profiles very seriously, I wrote it like, what would someone who's selling things actually write? Like, how 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 is that, what is that language? What does it sound like? So that I didn't come off as someone who's just starting because I see it a lot now when I'm hiring other people very often people say like hi um, I haven't got a portfolio yet but I would be really I would be a quick learner blah 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 Um, or like I haven't uh, you know like I I, I haven't attached a sample to this thing because I haven't recorded it yet but here's my profile whereas like there's a whole bunch of other people who are like probably maybe even less experienced than them but they're they're like hi i'm a voice actor here's my rate here's my um uh you know portfolio i've actually just done a rough take of the 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 script that you have anyway and here here it is with a watermark you know like those kind of extra things that are, are beyond how long you've been doing it and it's actually just a mindset what are you what is the way that you're talking about your stuff and your work um, and I think a huge part of that for me is also not tying like a, a school of thought that I'm really trying to implement and, and, and keep keep in my for the forefront of my mind is not to get too uh, emotionally or um, uh, deeply invested in the, the output of whatever it is that I'm doing. So like with this uh, podcast, with the, the work that I do that's actually paid to like you know pay the bills, the the comedies, stand up sets, the, you know, anything that I that I'm actually doing or saying, I'm trying not to like make it mean the 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 be all and end all, like, especially how it's perceived. How it's perceived by other people, how I perceive it, how many, you know, the 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 easy stuff, like the feedback, the clicks, the likes, the shares, all that kind of stuff. But then also like how, how did I feel after that one or da-da-da. Like you said, I'm just trying to do things and just get the reps out there, get the ball rolling, and then kind of see where this lands in some time. That's basically my, my attitude with these things. Um, and my life has improved infinitely since, since making those changes.
1: I think it's, it's also connected to how, you know how people say, oh, if you wait until you're ready, you'll never be ready and you can obsess over the details of something like, oh, a chance that a lot of those people maybe didn't make a recording because they psyched themselves out of it. They thought, I want it to be 10 out of 10, but I can realistically do a 5 out of 10. Oh, God, what do I do? And then they just psyched themselves out, talk themselves out of it, and then didn't do it. And then I think, like, well, like, you're probably better off just, like, just doing something. If you do something you get some XP, you get a little win. Even if the guy is like, well, I can't accept this because your levels are all messed up and it sounds kind of cheap and terrible. It's like, well, at least, okay, you know that now. So next time you make a thing, it'll be a little bit better. But if you constantly try to be ready, it's like doing stand-up comedy when you're like, okay, this is my set. Uh is this good enough? As soon as you start getting into that whole, oh, is this good enough thing? Or does this really define me as a person? As in, is, is it
0: good enough to even try sort of thing? Like, is it good enough to say it on stage? Yeah.
1: And I noticed the best nights I had with comedy was when I was like three beers deep, got up there and just started rattling off whatever I wanted to talk about. And you find some things, you look back on it and you're like, I can't believe they laughed at that. If I had have written that down i would not have looked at that and be like yeah that's a joke i'm gonna try that but then sometimes you just say something and you think well they actually they laughed at that for some reason and then so um so i think when you get to that point of i guess not taking things so seriously or trying to be like this you know you can imprison yourself within this mentality of oh it has to be really awesome and it has to you know, it has to align with my values perfectly, and this and, this and that. Chances are, most other people don't care because they're obsessed with their own thing, and it's it's um it's just gonna stunt your um your progress.
0: So true, man. I've done I've done lots of things where I'm I'm doing it, but I'm still within the 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 shell or the framework that I was in previously. So you're in a new game. You're doing something different. You're putting yourself out there, but you're still kind of in that slightly. Uh, old mentality or or in the in the idea that this is not going to do well or you know what am i doing who am i to be doing this um and it's it's just good to just rip the the, the plaster off and just actually do it just go out there and and make a fool of yourself maybe or do really well or anything in between and get that one rep of experience
1: yeah and it feels really nice when you can sit there and be like oh cool i like, actually started I, I, I started that now. I'm 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 happy that I that I finally stopped. It's not an idea anymore. It's a reality. I'm doing
0: it. Mhm. Mhm mhm. Definitely. Have you ever done any uh, journaling or like writing, you know, like just you writing the thoughts that come out of your stream of thoughts?
1: Um n- well, I have a lot of very long WhatsApp voicemail conversations with a lot of my friends and those are basically my diary entries i guess but i've never kept like a diary or a journal or um written my ideas out like you know oh today and i thought this this and that i um i'm normally pretty mindful and yeah no i've just never done it never written a diary do you
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I I find that quite useful because it's just something that, uh, like, I like that when you when you get into the zone and you're not really thinking so much about what you're writing and you're you're kind of just letting the words just flow out. And then a lot of it is just bullshit. And it's kind of like your, your kind of like modus operandi, your um, anxieties, your problems, your memories and stuff. I like to do it like at the beginning of the day, because I feel like it just gets all of that shit out. And then I can kind of, like, press on with what's actually important, the stuff that I really do care about, not this kind of stuff. And then occasionally, when, when, when you're doing that, I'll reread it and then see if I can get anything from it. And there's maybe, like, one bit for a comedy thing. There's, like, like oh, wow, I didn't know that, like, I felt that way about this event that happened in the past. I, I, I thought that I felt another way, and I actually just hadn't really considered it but then a lot of it is like just 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 crap just stuff that you can just kind of bin (laughs) um and that's fine too yeah um i i like that idea of just you just get it down like you said like don't not not worry too much about is this good enough to even just like for example with a new bit like should i try this on stage like you should always try it just try it because you never know what you might find that's that's that you don't know about now but three like you say that bit and then it bombs and then you you say something to save it and that gets a laugh and then you go down a little uh rabbit hole you would not have done that had you not even gone in and tried to do that 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 bit as silly as it was whatever it is
1: yeah and you also never know how something's going to stimulate other people because if you say oh i don't think that's funny therefore other people will think it's crap too then you you're assuming that you interpret reality in the same way, which is completely wrong. I've seen some people laugh at stuff where I'm just sitting and I'm just like, honestly, that was fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, that joke that joke was stupid and, like, it's why is that even funny? Or I've said things and people have really cracked up and I was like, why is that funny? And then it just goes to show that you can't compare your own funny bone to somebody else's. No,
0: no, no. And a lot of people like just the the same kinds of jokes or the same kinds of ideas that some people find hilarious. Other people find like they can't, they can't even listen to it. They they, they want to walk out of the room. You know, like there's some people who, who really, really love kind of like silly jokes, wordplay, that kind of stuff. And there's some people who find that really offensive and like, bad basically they don't find it funny and then there's some people who are really into storytelling and like these long weaving narratives and stuff and there's some people who just don't like don't, don't enjoy listening to that they don't find that as compelling as like a well-written structured joke so you, you never know you, I, I'm, I'm in the boat of I just want to try everything I'm just throwing stuff at the wall seeing what sticks basically and and just st- building it up from 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 the bottom
1: yeah i i'm kind of the same i have things that i am i have this joke in my set you've probably heard it a thousand times about um it's basically a joke about hobbits and because what i find annoying being a new zealander is everybody thinks that new zealand is like this idyllic wonderland with no social problems and no social dysfunction and we're kind of different to everybody else because we're such nice people and it drives me insane because i'm like Dude, have you seen our domestic violence statistics? We're like, you know, we're not world champions, but we're getting there, you know, and like, and all these, uh, like, sexual abuse, and, you know, teenage pregnancy, drug addiction, child poverty, all this kind of stuff. The stats are pretty crazy. So I make this joke about there are no hobbits in New Zealand. Um, oh, there are hobbits in New Zealand, something, something. They're not as attractive as the luggage wood, but we still have sex with them anyway. And then, um, and the crazy thing about that is some people find it absolutely hilarious and other people are just like oh god that's a rape joke and I'm like no I'm trying to say that if hobbits existed we would exploit them sexually just like any other type of human like any other culture would find you know I'm not saying all of them would do it but there'd be a section of their population that would do it this is what I'm saying because we're not different to other people we're not special we're just the same Um, and that's just because I was in rage mode about people coming out to me and I have the, oh, my God, you're from New Zealand conversation. I have that, if I'm at a party, it'll be five times in a, in a, in a night.
0: Oh, my God. It's crazy, <laughs> Our hobby's real.
1: Yeah, oh, my God. I, I went to Australia on holiday once. It's like, dude, I don't care. Like, I really.
0: <laughs> I know someone there. His name is Darren. Do you know him?
1: Oh, God. I, I had, oh, God. I've had people say the wildest things and it gets to the point where I'm like, Jesus that one actually happened somebody said that out loud I didn't think it would get to that level you know I, I it's funny man like being a New Zealander it's got its perks though because we have this type of New Zealand privilege where like you could get away with like this you know <laughs> you, you can people always expect the best from you. And they assume that you're a nice guy and they want to be my friend and they want to give me free stuff, or they, you know, everybody, I get it's this huge like privilege that we have. I get, you actually get treated like you're special. Like they find out you're from England, it's like, well, there's 68 million of you guys, so use the statistic, man.
0: You know <laughs> there's 68 million of you guys and and half of you are like drunken tourists so like the the there's there's definitely some stereotypes that follow everyone around and i think i think like you said new zealand is probably up there with the ones that you would want maybe like new zealand what about like canadian everyone's like oh you're canadian that's amazing like the mountains you guys all smoke weed everything is cool like New Zealand, you've got your, your beaches, you've got your, your, your grandpa, your pies. Come on, the pie scene in New Zealand is is I, something dude, else. I made one yesterday, actually. Oh, what kind?
1: Um, steak and um, mushroom. And oh, my word. With the beer sauce. Yeah, dude, I can make one oh. for you. I'm starting to... Let's do that. Yeah, Let's yeah. do that. It's actually really easy. It. You just need a whole day because you've got to simmer the sauce at the lowest heat for like I cooked the one yesterday for like 6 hours and you have to smell it the whole day and if you've got the willpower you'll be okay but Oh I
0: do man I do I do because only because of again experience I'm like really really into food I'm really into cooking and I love the slow and low stuff like long cook chilies or curries or bolognese or that kind of thing and just the you know you can hit that sweet spot six, 10, 12 hours, 18 hours, maybe like at, at the absolute most. But like, it you can taste it. You can taste the difference. How do you cook it? Do you cook it in like cast iron or are you using like a, 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 uh, a form?
1: Okay, so it's pretty easy. I've got a big pot and I've got like a tin for baking quiche, right? Or a ceramic uh, dish for baking quiche. So you get a big pot and let's just say you're making steak and uh, mushroom you bake the mushrooms first and because it makes them like this nice mushroom taste and then you um you get the beef and you cover it with flour and salt and pepper in like a bowl you mix all together and then you brown some onions and you brown the beef and then you pour in like 200 mils of dark beer Throw in some chili, teaspoon of mustard, like, tablespoon of tomato paste. Um, oh, yeah, the mushrooms go in at that point. And then you put in some herbs like thyme and rosemary, but you got to put them in a way where the rosemary is, like, kind of in a bag or something because you don't want leaves and stuff floating around in your pie. I hate that. Um, and then you basically put it on, like, the lowest level on the stove and then you just leave it for, like... As long as you can. More than six hours is ideal. I, the first one I did was for eight hours, and that was delicious, man. My God. And um, in, here in Germany, the pastry you need for it is... um. Oh, God. Oh, what is the name? Uh, Butterteig. Like, so, butter oh, pastry. Yeah. That's the one mm-hmm. to use. You can get it from Breva. Um And then, when the filling's cooked, then you... F- You make the pie dish You form the base of it And then you pour the mixture in You seal the top with another bit of pastry And then you put a beaten egg over the top Like you just rub it on So it gets crispy And then you put some salt and pepper on it And then you bake it for like I don't know like 20 to 5 to 60 minutes At like 110 degrees And I did that yesterday And dude it was
0: Again quite low Quite low
1: yeah, because my main fear is that you can do all that work and then burn it. I, I'd i rather... if, if It's going to get crispy anyway because it's got egg on it, so why not wait a bit longer? Like, it's hard because by the time you're, like, ravenously hungry. But, um, but if you do that... And, like, the recipe's not hard, but I think um, if you try to rush it, 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 it's awful. Like, if you rush it and the meat's tough... it's just it's bad it's
0: a waste it's a waste definitely and you need like those little extra details that flour the flour that helps the sauce actually become thick and like emulsify and become creamy like without that it, it will be quite watery for unless you cook it for even longer so like those little details super super key let's do it like next time next time we chat we should do it in person and we'll we'll cook some food
1: yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Because I'm working on a few other different pie recipes, so and also I'm gonna buy some of those little small individual pie, you know, the ones that are about the size. Oh,
0: like a little pucker pies.
1: Yeah, you can get the tins from other oh, baking trays from Amazon. So I'm gonna buy some of them, and then we could make a variety of
0: pies. It'd be crazy. Sounds sick, man. And uh, yeah, we'd do one. We'd make one one set of the the tie, and then do all the different like fillings. We could try loads of different ones. And I've, I've been experimenting. I've got this like cast iron stuff from, uh, they, they've got it really cheap right now. This is like a, a shameless non-affiliate plug for Ikea and their, uh, cast iron set. It's really good because cast iron is usually quite expensive. It's like 80 bucks or a hundred bucks for a, a pan, frying pan or you know like a saucepan so it's expensive but it's good and you know you get you get this like really nice smooth finished metal um and it's probably already been seasoned and it's kind of like good to go and you you can pay like that much easy for, an, for a name brand and then ikea have come out with this set and it's like 20 30 bucks that it's it's not uh finished so it's, it's got this slight like roughness to it and it benefited hugely from doing like some seasoning rounds, where you just kind of oil it and then bake it, oil it and then bake it, and then it, it kind of like builds up this layer of uh, kind of like blackness to it, and then it, it becomes essentially like almost essentially non-stick for certain things. It becomes so shiny and flat that you can you can like cook meat in there and, and stuff, and it'll just like it creates the perfect char without getting stuck. Um, and then th- that's how you cook like deep dish pizza. So I've been making like Pizza Hut style deep dish, you know, like the one that you get in Pizza Hut, basically. And it, it's, 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 you can really achieve that super easily just with the right, the right kit. You, you have to heat it to a certain temperature and get it nice and hot. I've been breaking, baking, I've been baking bread. I was thinking like ba- baking, ba- baking, breaking bad, baking <laughs> bread and breaking bed. I don't know. <laughs> I've been breaking bed. Um... And like, yeah, the size of my head, this massive loaf of uh, loaf of bread all just in the cast iron saucepan.
1: Wow, dude. I've used cast iron pans. I used to use them for making omelettes and stuff. Um, and also just like, like stews and stuff like that. I found that if you look after them, they last. But if you buy like a non-stick pan after like a year, it's like... It's on the way out. It's really completely.
0: Low. I've gone through hundreds of like crappy Teflon pans, and even even the ones that are like name brand, like Jamie Oliver or whatever, they last a couple of years more. But it's still at the end of the day, they're very perishable, full of plastic, full of rubber, full of all this other extra shit. The cast iron pan, if you season it, it will last a, like a hundred years, and then in a hundred years, someone could probably do a full rust off and season and get it back up to what it was before. It's just yeah. this, this crazy metal.
1: I think the problem is, is that they're brittle, right? So if they cause the high iron content, if like you drop it, it, it'll break, right? This is my,
0: um, I think you'd have to drop it onto something like as hard as iron. It would, it would have to be like a pretty hard floor. These these things are solid, man. Like when I when I pick up like the the big saucepan, it's like really heavy. (laughs) If if you require like a bit of a deadlift movement to really properly move it.
1: Yeah, and you can't put them in the dishwasher. That's obviously a no no.
0: No, no. And (laughs) you're not even really meant to wash them with like full on kind of normal soap and a sponge. I use like a kind of steel wool. You know that that uh, bristle brush and then just a tiny tiny bit of soap just to kind of get the the it's more to get like the kind of like bits of food off you know like like you've got like fat like caked on there um, but yeah so there you go man we went all the way around. we were talking about all kinds of deep stuff then we started talking about pies and uh, cast iron so that's my 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 kind of podcast <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i'm always uh down to talk about food and also my main thing I like to talk about is other people's experience of life and reality. Cause it's, it's just, I find the whole, if you were to, you know, if somebody asked you to come up with this like concept of existence, right. And you were like, so we're going to, we've got this planet that's floating through space. Um, it's pretty good size, good water content. It's ex- at exactly the point where it's not too close to the sun and not too far away. So the conditions for life are pretty ideal and then we're just going to put these animals, uh, we're going to put these microbi- uh, microorganisms on it, and then they're going to, like, gradually evolve, walk out of the sea, and then sooner or later they're going to have to exist and pay taxes and, um, you know, negotiate social life. The whole thing is just insane, right? Like, and the question is, is, like, how do you, as an individual, how do you kind of make sense of your place in something that, at, at, the, at the heart of it, is absurd. The whole thing is absurd, man. Like I'm just here, and like Mum and Dad had sex, so here we are. Like, what, what is this? What is this, man? <laughs>
0: it's it's. I mean, that's that's literally why I started this show, <laughs> was because I that's that to me is the most interesting question. That is like the kind of the fundamental question beneath all questions, and then everything else just kind of goes back to that, because the first thing you have to answer is like, how what is this? How am I supposed to live in this? What kind of a what kind of an existence? Uh, should you live or should you not live and you know how, how can i what's the difference between me and my experience and the thoughts that are in my head and the the uh, ideas that kind of just come out of nowhere and like you know your interactions with other people all of those things are all you to some extent but they're also not you because supposedly we're all this one collective thing many think but even that's maybe a bit too simplistic i don't know like the whole thing is is fascinating to me and it's interesting when you speak to someone you can find always parallels and you can always find things where they find they think about something in a slightly different way and i find that really like energizing and interesting so um yeah basically like let's let's do this again let's have another chat um maybe like i don't know in a couple of weeks or something and we can like catch up and go into some some more specific kind of topics and stuff
1: yeah i'm totally down totally man um I think, yeah, we can definitely... I mean, we could talk about this stuff till the cows come home and I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I think it's it's all really, really interesting and um, I think a lot of other people have these these questions in their minds as well. So I think a lot of people would be happy mm. to hear it.
0: And just also to round off, man, it's really cool that you came so forthrightly and talked about your, your therapy and all that work that you're doing at the moment. Um, that's really cool whoever is listening to this if there's uh, anyone out there listening to this then I'm sure that someone will appreciate your honest account on that so that's really cool
1: yeah yeah, I appreciate that man and I'd just like to say if anybody is listening to this and they're wondering oh should I go to therapy or or should I not I would just like to say I've had uh, two experiences with therapy one of them was really good and the other one was kind of like just me paying 40 bucks to just sit there and complain and I was like (laughs) I feel worse now I could have just stayed at home and gotten drunk <laughs> and like so what I'm, what i am trying to say is, is that like if you are looking for therapy you know shop around a little bit uh, don't expect to find like the silver bullet on the first go you know and um, honestly sitting there and telling a complete stranger about all your problems isn't actually that intimidating once you get into the flow of it the, the people are non-judgmental and they've seen Probably seen much worse shit than you're telling them, and it's 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 generally it's it's the best decision I've made as an adult was getting therapy.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's talk uh, off air. <laughs> I definitely want to know more about this therapist. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Sweet man. All I want to say is basically thanks. Thanks for coming on, and we're definitely going to do this again. And Cheers, man. Thanks everyone for listening. I don't know who's out there, if you're out there. Um, I hope you're enjoying the content. This has been another really, really fun episode with uh, a good friend of mine. So keep tuning in and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com.